Welcome okay. to Common Ground. I'm Jana. I'm Raj. And I'm Sydney. <laughs> Maybe someday. I know. Be smooth entrance. <laughs> hey, I think my smooth. head was waiting for the I'm Leanna. <laughs> Like, wait, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all were. That's so funny. Well, anyways, hello there. Welcome to Common Ground. We are continuing our discussions on the paths of yoga. We are diving into the path of meditation today, which is Raja Yoga. Raja means royal. And so this is loosely translated to the royal path. And um, I just love this line, so I'll read it verbatim. It's from an article that says, Raja Yoga is the royal path of meditation. As a king maintains control over his kingdom, so can we maintain control over our own kingdom, which in this case is the um, vast territory of our minds. And in different writings, this um, shows up in the Gita. It's um, referenced in the sutras, the yoga sutras by Patanjali. And it's kind of described that if we don't um, have this power over our psychological, um, like our state of mind, if we don't have the psychological control, that it can kind of overtake us, <laughs> meaning we lose um, control over our lives in a lot of ways. And it is um, kind of understood like Raja Yoga is connecting via meditation to our divine self with a capital S. And when we are able to connect more with this silence of an like deep connection to divine self that we can observe, become aware of, and then control disturbances in the mind. The mind can be made still and it can be made pure. And so another really big element, which we'll dive into with Raja Yoga is moral values or this full yoga practice that um, encompasses just like a, a moral path that we walk on, the royal path also references um, how we show up in the world outside of meditation as well. Um, one image I love to use for this, I'll share too, is when our mind is disturbed, we can feel, you know, like when you have um, a snow globe and you shake it up, shake it up, and all the snow is like swirling around, our minds can feel like that, right? When Everything just like, again, disturb is the good words. So I'll repeat it. And then you set the, the snow globe down, become still and all the little snow falls right to the bottom. And then the water settles in there and everything's on the bottom. And so that's a beautiful way to think about meditation, what it can do for our thoughts that just kind of swirl around in our heads. It's almost like it's a settling feeling that you can like drop into because like the snow is dropping to the bottom. Or you can imagine a lake with like whipped by waves or muddied by like disturbances of boats or something in the water and everything's just kind of turbulently being like moved around. And that is also kind of like a fair assessment of our usual mind state, turbulent, disturbed, like, and then when the water is just still and undisturbed, 
all the sentiment, all the pollution, all of the turbulence like goes away, falls to the bottom and the water becomes clear. So that's what our minds can be like. Um, and you're like, wow, that feels very far away. Well, we're going to dive into other ways to explore um, kind of meditation, Raja yoga today. I feel like that imagery, I mean, it's like we've all seen a snow globe, right? So we we can, you can visualize it so well. Um, but to even add on to that, it's like that, like, flicker where, you know, the, the flakes are coming down and settling. They're not leaving, right? They're uh-huh. settling. You're learning tools and behaviors and more about your capital S self so that even though those little flickers are still inside of you, you can work through them and allow them to settle. And I just like, I like that because I think so much of the language is like, get rid of, get rid of, get rid of. And it's like, it's not always possible, but it is very possible to learn how to, you know, work through your capital S self and all the, all that comes with that and settle. <laughs> Just settle yeah, yourself. I love that. Yeah. So I, I do like that. It's like your relationship with them. Yeah. It's the discipline of the mind around them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, it's, I love that. So that's a good one. Um, I did want to share that. I think if you're like, wait, I think I've heard of Raja Yoga before, but it was also called Ashtanga. There are two different types of Ashtanga. So there's Ashtanga that we know here, which is like very structured poses, asana. And then Ashtanga is Raja Yoga. So there's a different verbiage for that. Um, and that relates to the eight limbs. So if you're like, thinking you know a little bit about Raja Yoga, you probably do. You maybe just heard it in a different way, being synonymous with Ashtanga. And I'm not sure. I know in my training that was used. Um, Jen, I feel like we had a very similar training, so I'm going to assume by your head nods that it was used in yours too. Um, If you're unfamiliar with the eight limbs, we have, I want to say like towards the beginning of our episodes of Common Ground, we have a few episodes about the eight limbs, but I'll just like kind of like tell you each one. Um, so it's the yama, the niyamas, asana, pranayama, pratyahara, dharana, dhyana, and then samadhi. So those are the eight limbs. Just to take it one step further, with Raja Yoga, the philosophy of Raja Yoga is really aligned with the first two. So the yamas and the niyamas. And I, and you guys can correct me, but I'm, almost positive that we have like a solid, like, like 10 episodes on the yamas and the niyamas. (laughs) We we dove real deep. Yeah. We muddied the waters. We got, yeah, we were, yeah, you can find a lot on the yamas and the niyamas. Yeah. In the early days. Right. Yeah. I was like, I'm almost positive we have talked about them in extent. So yeah. Um, But you can't really, truly, I'm going to use the word can't, like, you cannot fully understand Raja Yoga um, without understanding the Yamas and the Niyamas. Like those steps are just too important and you can't skip them. Um, and like to reach this peak of Raja Yoga, this enlightenment, like you do need your Yama and Niyama practice. So just yes. want to make sure we mm-hmm. touch on those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so connecting to even like the lake metaphor even more. <laughs> 
when we um when the water becomes say we're talking about the lake like tranquil and peace and clear like peaceful and clear you can see through to the bottom mm -hmm. right the depth of the lake but the whole surface is clear and tranquil so you can imagine like the bottom is like that atman that divine self um when the water is so clear you can see right through the depth and connect to that part within you Mm -hmm. yeah this conversation especially when you bring in these elements of snow and a lake and and mirage almost as though you were in a way saying like nothing's created or destroyed it just changes forms so mm -hmm. like our, our thoughts have just a different form in our brain but it makes me um I didn't really experience a lot of snow this year, but I got very excited when I was in Western PA and it was snowing a lot. And <clears throat> I was just outside in the morning with my mom and we were um, doing the horses, feeding horses, mucking stalls, real fun stuff. Um, and it was snowing and I forgot how quiet it gets when the snow falls. So I feel like that's sort of that, that quieting of things or even, you know, how how quiet a lake can feel when it's tranquil, when the water's like glass, when you can see through. And it's this, we're always talking of like quieting the mind, but there's so many other ways we can experience like the quieting of something. And mm -hmm. I feel like it all, it kind of ends in the same place for everything. Just this stillness, this, this peace with the pieces that are still all there, just organized a little differently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can actually hear yourself. Yeah. Like there's so many, some of my biggest moments were in Nidra. Like literally I was in a yoga Nidra for an extended amount of time when I got the whispers, like you need to teach yoga. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I remember one time, like something like really came through when we were in Mexico and I was just like by myself on a path, walking around. And I was thinking, thinking, thinking. And I literally remember saying to myself, like, stop. And I was just trying to be open. And literally, like, after 10 minutes of, like, just being in control of my monkey mind, like, this biggest, uh -huh, like, little thing came through. And it's so fascinating because you're, like, actually connected to that deeper part of you that knows better than the thing that you listen to all the time. And it's just, like, a beautiful thing to think of that we do have control over our thoughts, right? And we um, have power in that we don't have to listen to them all the time. But a lot of people don't realize that power and they make decisions from this like small self place that can hurt like not only yourself but everyone around you <laughs> you know well and I think too when and I'll, I'll get off of my like snow metaphor here in a second but when it's snowing you hear if you're quiet and you stand still you hear the individual snowflakes fall like you can sort of yeah it's almost like this little like crinkling sound but you you watch them and you're like, oh, I heard that one. And it's to, it's the same as like thoughts. But then once you hear the individual ones, you have like your own will. You can make a choice about the ones that you're going to pay attention to. Like they're all there to listen to. 
they're all, they all want to be heard, but you mm. act on the ones you choose to act on or you, you know, um, I don't want to say like you let yourself feel, but you know what I mean? Like you have like reactions and response, well, responses rather to certain ones. And mm -hmm. that is so much of the power of meditation. Cause I know that when it's like your mind's just like going crazy, you can't, you can't even figure out what's what, like, are you projecting? Are you reacting? Are you responding? Like, is the thought you're thinking even your own? Like how many times are, are we just like, I don't even feel that way. Why do I, like, why am I acting that way? I don't even feel that way. Or I don't even agree with that thing. And you, oftentimes you just have to stop and, and still yourself and realize like, oh, that's, that's like not even my own opinion. Yeah. yeah. I can't even tell you how many times one of my teachers, Allie, she'll like literally stop. Like we, I was in a mentorship with her and someone else in the group would be talking and she'd literally stop them and she'd be like, observe what you're thinking right now or she'd be like stop like feelings aren't facts <laughs> just so that like she was kind of pointing out this little thing like nope is that true uh you need to like observe that be still with that a little longer and it was fascinating to witness like a teacher that way but it yeah giving that person the power to be like oh that maybe isn't true. <laughs> it was yeah. interesting. And I think it's really easy to get caught up in, you know, especially, I know we talk about this a lot, but like our society almost convinces us that we need everything else but our capital S self. <laughs> you know, there's... Mm -hmm constantly a tool or a practice or a teacher being sold to us when it's like, maybe you should just be your own teacher, you know, but you, you don't believe in, you, you can't, you know, it's like, there's so many other things, truly other things that come first in, in this type of society that we live in, that we quiet that voice mm -hmm. and not quiet in the way that you're saying, um, you both are saying, it's like, we try to eliminate it. Yeah, shut it down and to numb it to, to yeah, to to all the things, to numb it, to avoid it, to act like we don't know better, you know, and having this type of strength to come into Raja Yoga and practice it and be really invested in who you are doesn't happen overnight and it doesn't happen with, you know, path that we might be living on right now, but it is it's something that requires like the outside world to shut up basically. <laughs> you to have the discipline to not engage in it in a way that when you connect with your, like when you can see yourself clearly, mm -hmm. you know, it's like you then decide how you engage with that world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you going to engage in a way that's an aligned now or not? Um, and that looks in all different ways. Like, yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? Yet I think another thing that our society does <clears throat> in, in that same way of pushing what you need, these physical things or these other people, like this, this other, other than your capital S self, whatever, whether it's a thing or a person or a, another practice or something like that is that in this very nuanced yet powerful way 
we're sort of taught that this uncomfortable feeling we might get when we sit with only ourselves is something we should run from. Mm-hmm. And, and yet it's like to do that, you're kind of running from your power because right. <clears throat> it's telling you something. I, I know m- for me personally, meditation and stillness, just let's just say stillness. Like we don't even have to go to meditation. Stillness can be like very uncomfortable for me because it's the place where things come up. It's the place where, you know, thoughts are heard and, and sometimes that lends itself towards seeing or witnessing something maybe I should change or not agree with or do differently that is against the grain of the way things are going. So it's kind of like this place of like just, you know, a a good discomfort, a discomfort that's going to shift you into, you know, something that's perhaps a more aligned version of your capital S self. But yet there's so many places and things in society where it's like, no, here's the product to make that easier. Here's the practice to make that easier. Here's the route to make that easier. So we don't actually experience. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) And I think also to this path, because it incorporates the yamas and the niyamas and meditation, it's, all-encompassing mm-hmm. shoes, right? We can't, you know, like in the Gita, like it, it says, like to realize God, a person can't be like, I don't know how to say this. It can't be compartmentalized. Like you choose right. when you're going to be spiritual and then <laughs> in other times you're going to live your life like a normal person. <laughs> I'm not saying that we should have to go live in a cave or like live in a monastery, but you also can't, compartmentalize and then only connect to yourself when it's convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it comes back to like that. (laughs) I know this is going to make Jan laugh, but like authenticity, like (laughs) it's such an overused word, but it's like, if I'm presenting myself this way, let's say 50% of the time in the cave, (laughs) And then 50% of the time I come out of the cave and I'm like just a regular Joe, like it doesn't, it will not align. Like there's a, there's something, you know what I mean? There's going to be parts of you that are not feeling like your true self and you're going to start to see that like blur and speaking, I guess, like from personal experience, like it's, you know, I've had so many shifts over the last few years where it's like, I wasn't living in alignment with the way I was wanting to, but it was almost like I was kind of not ready to fully dive into like the person that I was. Mm. So I was still trying to be regular Joe, not 100% Mirage. You know? <laughs> and it was like, I didn't need to um, compartmentalize like the, right. Like those two things I didn't need to, but something was something in me was like, well, no, like, you know, you're going to have to give up X, Y, Z if you want to start living like that. And it's like, I didn't have to give up those things, but it was a narrative, a story in my head. And it was like, things can coexist if you allow them to. Yeah. You just know ways to make what really matters to you priority. Yeah. And I think that just gets heightened too as a teacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where 
we always try to be super human, honest, and in spirit <laughs> because I think it can get really confusing when a teacher is presenting in a way that isn't, maybe they actually aren't mm -hmm. on this journey fully and they are compartmentalizing and not like integrating this spirituality throughout their entire lives. Like you can kind of feel that sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And, um, another thing that Ali used to say is like this, these practices and spirituality are caught, not taught. Mm. So if, like a teacher is on this journey um, the hope is to not like impart it's to like inspire. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's different relationship whenever a student's candle is lit by a teacher's front flame mm. <laughs> instead of the teacher, like dousing them with fire. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that can get confused. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it's also worth noting here that like it's this like when we talk about spirituality or we talk about meditation or we talk about the things that were caught, not taught, like they really look different on everyone. So yeah. it's not like like I, I know that I've been in places <clears throat> in my own practice or just as my practice as a teacher where I'm like, I don't look enough or I don't act enough like these people who are claiming to be, you know, I don't know, like, I can't even think of the words now, but just spiritual for, yeah. for lack of a better word, but it's not meant to like look a certain way. So even as we're, I think, discussing meditation, right? Maybe we, it's like about how do you find stillness and it, yeah. it's so different. So maybe it's not like you sitting on your Zafu time, you know, in the window light of, I don't know, the moon or something and like that's not, that's a great picture right it was nice <laughs> but, um that. Yeah. But it doesn't mean because you can't do that you can't do what we're talking about right yeah or because you yeah. don't have <clears throat> mala beads and a and a, a practice of i don't know crystals or something like that that some teacher at some point showed you that's how they were spiritual yeah it's uh, not well like there, I would like to share some examples of like what a Raja Yogi would look like. And these come from a Chopra article, but I think it gives a, a broader picture of how meditation shows up in our life far beyond sitting on the cushion. Mm -hmm. Right. When you meditate, you're better able to avoid distractions. <laughs> you have more control over your emotions. You can be free from certain worries that other people get caught up on. So like there's all these ways that Raja, this path like shows up. One of the, another example is like you're more in harmony with nature and with nature's ry rhythms because you're aware of them. <laughs> um, you can maintain like better balance in sleep and lifestyle and diet because you're aware like, what works and what doesn't work for you. And I think one of the like biggest ones, in my opinion, again, this is my opinion, is that you can become like a little more non-judgmental, like towards yourself for one, but then therefore 
everyone around you so you then have better connections. And all of these are from this path of Raja Yoga, like all of these ideas and ways to show up in the world because you're like really training your mind yeah. to like see certain things or act in accord in certain ways through the yamas and niyamas and then like calming the mind down through meditation. And I just think it's beautiful that it really does affect everything else. Yeah. So it's, you know, it, it can be, it can feel still and pure in a world that is insane sometimes. And it's like a nice reminder that we have the power to connect to that, <laughs> you know? <clears throat> Yeah. It ties to so much into as they all do. They tie together um, like bhakti that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not really practicing that, then how do you authentically practice Raja? Yeah. Mm. Right. Right. Yeah. So they all kind of like build on each other. Yeah. And that's and I, a good reminder too. Um, sorry, my gosh. just real quick, that you might be on different paths and different phases of your life. And so, if meditation feels unattainable, you might be walking on another path right now. Meditation or this Raja Yoga path. I mean, I think that the yamas and yamas will need to be present <laughs> so if you're on the yoga path. But like maybe stillness in itself isn't accessible to you right now and you come across through karma yoga, you know? So yeah, that's a good reminder. Yeah, I was actually just gonna say like, and like we said at the very beginning, like it's not that every path is for everyone, it's that you land on a path that feels authentic to you. And if you're noticing there's like, you know, a blur between this path and that path, but may be true because you don't have to be on just one, you know, there two things can be true at the same time. You can have that, you know, Hatha, you can have that Raja and they can work for you in the same way. So just knowing All that lead to yoga, which is yeah. your path. Yes. Yes. Like yeah. that's the, that's the, the big one. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I think too, we, we can also consider that these paths are at times like tools, like mm -hmm. we know when we can use them. Maybe it's not an everyday thing for you. Maybe it's not this like giant practice, but like it's something that in a moment you're like, okay, if I kind of give myself a, like a, a dose of this, then I get over this hump or I keep walking on like the path that I know I'm on. Like, I think that that's worth considering too. Yeah. 10 out of 10 recommend checking out the Yamas and the Niyamas discussions if you haven't. <laughs> they're yeah. very, I, even though they're from like a bazillion years ago in texts that, you know, it's debatable who even, you know, who the person was behind the pen that wrote them. Mm -hmm. um, I find that they're just so applicable over and over and over and over again to however way we're living in whatever world we're living in. Yeah. Yeah. It's like so living with ourselves and living with other people, like equally important. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I love it also because it, um, 
almost gives us something to grab onto. Yeah. System to be aware of and work through and um, yeah, really like put us on that path of observing our morals <laughs> in a way that is not has all the other layers of religion or something tapped yeah. onto it, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's like something else to grab onto that isn't necessarily your yoga mat. Like it's a whole different yeah. world. You're, it's a character building. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I also love the, the word Raja. It's like the royal yeah of um power in a way that is like a beautiful like a sourced power not yeah. a power over a power under sort of dynamic that sometimes we can get caught up in like i know for me power is a loaded word mm -hmm. right but this is like a beautiful empowered empowered <laughs> way to look at um like control like all these words that were taken from us it's like a beautiful way to like observe them through this lens of like divine self and redefining power in a way and control in a way that is helpful rather than hurtful yeah we have so many words now i think in our culture that start with like self hyphen care self love self agency and hearing you say how power is a loaded word it's interesting because like we don't we haven't like done self hyphen power yet oh <laughs> because what if the individual had power mm -hmm. like what wow. would happen then like that's when we're Mirage, you were talking about things like getting squashed down. Yeah. I feel like that's something that's like, no, 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 don't think that thought about yourself. Don't right. don't think yourself that. But that's what I think of when I think of Raja. That right. that's what that is. It's this self power that you know, when <clears throat> in connection with all the other things we're talking about, is for good for you, for greater good, for mm -hmm. all the people. Mm -hmm. And it's not power over power. Mm -hmm. It's not source externally. It's like power from within. And it's, it's yeah. like money per it's like, yeah, willpower. Like that's yeah. Powerful. I'm just kidding. That's powerful. How many times can we say power in <laughs> five minutes? <laughs> yeah. But from a different place, a different source. I exactly. Right. Yes. We're considering because it's not power isn't inherently bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Well, we'll let you soak on that <laughs> for a little while. <laughs> Thank you uh, so much for joining us in these conversations. It's fun to explore. Um, I think one thing we've actually never shared is that these are not scripted and they are actually discussions that we just show up here. So I think that's yeah. worth saying. Um, there's maybe some other podcasts and yoga discussions that are very, um, you know, we like to try to 
explore from this place of like deep questioning and then share what's true to us and how yoga shows up in the world right now. Um, so yeah, just putting that out there because I don't know that we ever explicitly said that. <laughs> so I don't know. We, I think we have in our verbiage somewhere that it's unedited. Yeah. I think it's worth it to say like, it's almost like the back end and the front end. It's not scripted. We're not like, here's da -da -da -da, what you're going to say. And I'm going to say, but it's also, we don't go through it and make it sound prettier. Like this is, yeah, this is what we sound like when we're talking about yoga. In real life. And <laughs> real if you want to be a part of it, all you have to do is like tune into us, whatever this local time is, 845 on Mondays and just share comments. And then, mm -hmm. you know, the conversation can open up in literally any direction. Exactly. Awesome. Well, hope to be with you all again soon listening and i'll see you next week Jenna. thank you <laughs> all right bye, bye.